point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Good afternoon. Hey. Hi. Hey, who? Uh, you're asking me to introduce myself? Is no. that what you're saying? Because you, you no. said, hey, who? I know. I don't know why I said it that. It implied who, either who are you or do my job for me and tell me, That's tell the I, audience who you are. Do you feel like that whatever you think my intent is, is the truth? I think people's intents are usually very good. Really? I do. I think most people are not ill-intended. Uh, they just do dumb things. Right. Oh, that's a good way to look at life. It makes it better. Yeah, because it couldn't get any worse. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kill Me Now. This is a very special episode of Kill Me Now. What, Patrick? Bring the bell. You, oh, right. You have to get the bell. Patrick has to get the bell. Patrick's here. Hennessy's not here. Uh, he's in his disappearing mode. Listen, um, the bell comes. I don't. Uh, I have a bell mm-hmm. that I hit ring anytime anything remotely Jewish is mentioned. So, um, was, is the bell comes? Was that the sequel to the bell jar? Yes, um, the bell jar. I took the bell out of the jar right after I committed suicide. <laughs> That is the most depressing book, is it not? <laughs> oh, I never read it. I just know it exists. I've never read You've it. You've never read The Bell I, Jar? Well, you're not, not a lesbian. I'm not a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Anyway, if you recognize that voice, then you are pretty special because today's... All right, he's an actor, screenwriter. That's another way of saying he's obscure. He is so not obscure. He's obscure. If you See, recognize again, the voice... Attempt. You're right. How's that? <laughs> you fucks. He's an actor, screenwriter, author, host, comedian, poet, and podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, the unbelievably talented. You, you're like, you are so fucking talented. I really am. And has no ego. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Ian Black. Yay! Woo! Wait. So it was, it was explained to me yeah. very recently yeah. that the bell... Yeah. Is when something very Jewish happens. Right, I know, you but you rang have... the bell multiple times. Th- now I am Jewish. Right, I just did it for all your, you know, your ancestors. Well, I need to get the rules straight here. Okay, is the bell? Oh, I felt like the bell was really introductory and celebratory in right. that moment, and I really had nothing to do with my Judaism. I'm gonna say that it. it, it you're right on that, but then I thought, oh, I'll kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> But he's a Jew and an atheist, a Jew, Jew, Jew. Anyway, okay, first of all, I want to begin with my kill me now moment of today. This has probably never happened to you, but I got, you know how you have to check in here at cbs.shit? Yeah. Play.shit. And the two women behind the desk, I love them. They're like, and they're always like, Judy, what's up? Right, so I walk in, they're like, Judy, oh my God, I love you. And then there were like people online. And then she's printing out my pass and she says to one of the people online, oh my God, she's the best comedian ever. (laughs) Oh my God, she's so funny. She's the best comedian. And these two women online say, really, what's your name? 
and I wanted to kill myself. So what you're saying when introducing the story, what you said was this probably never happens to you. Right. People say, people never say to you, Michael, no, you're no, the best comedian the in that's the world. That's not the part. You, we love you, No, but have Michael. you ever it had was, people like say, constantly. Wait, do you have people come up to you and go, well, like I've had, I had, was at, I was in Provincetown. I, I have a house in Provincetown. We get it. You're gay. What? We I get have, it. I You're gay. So, um, and the, these young kids, uh, so my friend's like, oh, you know, she's whatever. Um, oh my God. So like, where do you work? Like, do you work in New York? Where do you work? <laughs> and I just want, I'm just like. Well, the idea of having to list your resume mm -hmm. or justify or defend yourself right. in any way, shape, or form right. is maybe my biggest pet peeve right. in the world. That and is I don't, a kill me I now. don't play that game. I do not play that game at all. Uh, so, uh, so what do you say when people say, which is probably very rare. It's often. Are you kidding? No, look at you. You're in everything. Dude. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anybody. First of all, you are as well known or better known than I am. Not. Second of all, I don't think. I, I think unless you're just at the at, at, at Tom Cruise levels, right? I don't think anybody escapes that. But it was, it was at all in the public eye. It's also there this no boundary situation where people think if you're a performer or a writer or what. They can say whatever the fuck they want. Yes. To you. Yes. Um, especially if, I mean, and that happens even when you they know who you are. But they don't think they're being rude when they're saying, what What's have you your, done? Right, right. Who are you? Right. They don't think they're being rude. Right. And it's the rudest. Do you tell, like, every your doctor, like? What I've started doing yes. is just, uh, I have a t-shirt. And the front of my T-shirt is my headshot. And the back of my T-shirt is my credits. <laughs> Can you fit all your credits on the back of the T-shirt, Michael? It's I'm so proud large. of you. I'm so proud of Michael Ian Black Schwartz. It's the worst. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't, I don't, homie, don't play that. All right. Well, you're lucky. Um, if you say to me, for example, what have I seen you on? I say, I don't know. Uh, and then I end the conversation. Right. Or, That's a good one. That's a good one. Or if you say, uh, were you on, and then just name anything, right, right. I say yes. That's a good one. Because I get, you were so good on uh, Curb. I'm like, I've never no, been on Curb. No, no, the correct response to that is, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, I'm doing that from now on. Yeah. Because, okay. it, because it ends the conversation right. in the quickest way possible, and it leaves them feeling good. You don't want to God, leave. you're such a good soul. I've thought about how, I mean, I've thought about how to deal with this. Right. Because I used to get, and still get sometimes, I loved you in Kids in the Hall, a show right. I was never on. Right. In fact, I would get it far more than anything right. I've actually been on. But who do they think you are? I don't know. Okay. I think I look like an amalgam of effeminate right. Canadians. Right. And so they just go, Kids in the Hall. So when that happens, I just say, thank you. Right. Or I loved you on Mad TV. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, and that, that ends the conversation. But when you're, you know, when you're mistaken for Lisa Lampanelli, uh -huh. would you take a fucking ice pick and shove it up your ass? I'm going to ask something, and this might be rude. Right. Okay, go. Are you not Lisa Lampanelli? 
<laughs> do you have a do you, do you and Lisa have a thing? No, it's just that it's, it's just like, that you get you get that, mixed for no, each other for whatever even, reason. It's Lisa. It's Susie. I mean, uh-huh. it's any loud or <laughs> ethnic. <laughs> Jewy, non-Italian, you know, anything. It's like we're all right. the same. Right. You know what I mean? Right. All right. Uh, well. Yeah. All right, Michael. I've read extensively about you. Uh-huh. And when you say extensively, 10 minutes of research? No, not at all. Ask Patrick. Do I do a lot yes. of research? She, she does do a lot of research. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe knows Patrick. Everything. All right. All right well, let's see. We have a lot in common. All right. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. You grew up well. You were born in Chicago, right. and then you went Hillsboro, yeah. which I know because uh, uh, I know. Yeah, I grew up in Clark, okay. New Jersey. Do you know where that is? Yeah, vaguely. Ugh. Yeah, the same. Horrible. Everything's terrible. But right. I went to Rutgers. You went to Tisch. Right. So, um, you have such an interesting. I mean, like you. I feel like you are probably a so emotionally dead. Correct. To, yes, dead, and that's why I want you. No, I feel like you have been through so many interesting hurdles and struggles. Eh. Oh, what are you? The fuck? Shut the fuck up! Does, I mean, who, no more than anybody. No, but there. I mean, I'm 45 years old. I've lived uh, the life of a of a person who's 45. No, years old. you don't. I mean, no. You your father died when you were 12. Yeah. Uh, your parents divorced when you were what four or five. Yeah. You have a Down syndrome sister. Yeah. Your mother's a lesbian. Yeah. She which... died two months ago. Oh, and you're I'm not so e- sorry. And you're not even, you, 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 the research you did none. Apparently, I looked up none. everywhere to see if she had been still been alive. I swear to God, there is nothing because she, she has cancer. Died. I'm so sorry. Thank you. My mother just passed away. I'm too. sorry. Sad, um, sad it's it's a uh, it's a big thing when you're when you're an orphan. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really. I don't. It's hard for me to think of it in those terms exactly. Right. Maybe because my dad died when I was so young. So young. Yeah. But it 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 definitely uh, it's it it definitely uh, uncorked a lot of things right. for me. And I thank God every day I have children mm. because people lose their parents and have no children. I think it's harder for them. Might be. All right. Anyway, back to uh, Hillsboro, New Jersey. Yeah. Fun stuff. No, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. This is all great. <laughs> it's a comedy <laughs> podcast. Hey, guys. Dead parents. Um, so you shared a room with your sister. No. Th- I swear to God. What What do you mean, no? No. Never. No. Oh, 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 oh. I take that back. Yes. When I was very young, right after right. my parents... Uh, split up and we were living with my mom's lover they, Elaine uh, well that's not a real name right uh, 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 the, uh, the, uh, the fictional name Elaine right, right. Uh, yes I did sh- I did briefly share a room with my sister yes that is correct but okay. I grew I grew up uh, mostly sharing a room with my brother, brother. and her son so oh, there were three so boys she had so she wow. Had, so yeah. it was like the Leslie Brady Bunch yeah did you kinda. like her son or do you like her son Judy, don't ask me about that. No, it, uh, it was a difficult familial right, situation, situation, and uh, that uh, it, it was a complicated relationship. Not right. so much because of him, but because of her. Right. And the the barriers that were created between 
uh, her and us, and then her relationship with her son was complicated. Like, right. it was all just a disaster. Right. Um, did you go, ever go to family therapy? No. Really? Family I figure therapy. a lazy mom would want to go to family therapy. Oh, no. We went to family therapy. Oh, God. I, I wouldn't have gone. Really? Oh, no. No chance. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would have sat there uh, stone-faced and sullen. There's not a chance I would have said anything to a therapist. I've since gone to therapy right. with my wife. Right. Uh, She's hot, by the way. Yeah. She's really hot. Yeah. And tall and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I take no credit for it. All right, yeah. good. I'm not going to say thank you. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what have I seen you on? I've seen you on... Kids in the Hall. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you have this Down Syndrome sister, and they are the most lo- angel-loving people. I mean, they are... They have no evil, no. the Down Syndrome. No. Like, the president could learn a little bit well, from are, the... Well, are we sure the president doesn't have a touch of Down Syndrome? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can hate make him. the joke. I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, so was were you were was your mother out? And you know, cause when I was reading about your your growing up in Hillsborough, and you you describe, um, <clears throat> especially like in your the naval book, the yeah. naval navel gazing, yeah, navel gazing, called. the naval. I'm being Jewish. The naval book. You know the book you wrote about your navel <laughs> and your body. That one, yeah, yeah. the one about getting older and you don't like your butt. Anyway, so the 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 way you describe these sports obsessed meatheads, yeah, that I mean that is exactly how I grew up. Like uh-huh. Chris Christie, right, is the epitome right. of what gets glorified in New Jersey, in well, suburban New Jersey. Like, welcome to the dollhouse. People are like, what was your childhood like? I'm like, welcome to the dollhouse. Well, what's interesting uh, to me is how this idea uh, nationally now right. that Donald Trump is a New Yorker right, or that like Scaramucci is a New Yorker right, 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 right. is so repellent to me right? because they're not New Yorkers. No. What they are is... Bridge and Tunnel. Right. So they're specifically people from New Jersey or right. Long, Long Island, Island. Yes. Or just these outer borough creeps. Staten Island. Staten Island. Right. These creeps who have this idea of what it means to be cosmopolitan. Or ma- or a man. Right. Well, that's that's, that's the, the deeper big, thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and to them, it involves... Uh, a bullying and, and hair gel, and right. not much else. Right, and that—that's that, what I feel like I grew up with. Or hairspray. It wasn't quite as cartoonish yeah. as these guys, right. as these lunkheads, but wasn't that far from it. And right. Chris Christie's kind of this—the the 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 soft porn version right. of, of Scaramucci, for example. It's just so funny because they're so unattractive. They're so rude. There's there's nothing classy. About them, not one. Fi- there's like, you look at the Obamas. They the cla- two of the classiest people ever to yeah. inhabit the White House. Yeah. The dump we know as the White House. The dump, yeah. The dump. So, you know, it's it's these guys. Like, I think that's why I get so fucking pissed off. Like that Chris Christie sitting on the beach, that fat fuck sitting there with his family. Like that's so. Some asshole football player, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's that's, that's a quote. Verbatim. That's a quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you had a lot of female friends. Yeah, because because what, who are you gonna fucking talk to? Exactly. Um, and then also was were your 
parent was your mother out to you know was it she, because they I, weren't out exactly right they had they 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 lived this absurd masquerade right that they were sisters no fucking way uh but they didn't like. Did they sell look alike? Th- oh my god, no! They didn't look anything alike. Oh, because you know the lesbians are you know no 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 looking no, no, no. like each other. No, yeah. she, they did not look yeah alike. Uh, they didn't. They were. They weren't like selling it hard that they were right. sisters. And right. I think they would have preferred to be out. But this was the early to mid to late nineteen eighties. Yeah, and and they, they just weren't. They just. I don't think they felt comfortable or confident enough to do that. Uh, perhaps if you were living in a cosmopolitan area. Perhaps. I, I mean, I would say probably. Right. Because, um, you know, the uh, the other thing about... Did I cut you off? About, no. All right. The other thing I about... Mean, yeah, but whatever. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the, was, the, the, was this notion of these people in suburban New Jersey who live a half-hour train ride, 45-minute train ride from New York. I'm not going to this. I don't go to the city. Right. Nobody goes. Yeah. Nobody goes. It, it, you would go. You would go once a year in school to go see a chorus line, right? Maybe the Museum of Natural History, but right. for the most part, people didn't go. I used to go in every weekend. Yes, every weekend I would take the train in and wander around the city by myself, uh, which amazes me that my mother let me do that because she was fairly protective. But I right. was. I started going in when I was fifteen and pretty right. much went in every weekend, right? And knew that I was going to end up here, right? There was no question in my mind. That's why I went to NYU, right? Uh, I knew I was going to NYU. I knew I was going to. Live in that New you York. were out and out of I mean out. No, come on, I mean out of don't New Jersey. Do that, Judy. I'm sorry, don't make every I'm sorry. don't make everyone a homo. Once. Don't make everyone a homo. I my mother grew up in Manhattan, so mm. I was lucky, and I had yeah. relatives here, so we used to come in a lot. But it is this: you live so close to the greatest city in the entire world, and yet I don't, It's dirty. <laughs> it's so goddamn dirty. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Um, so I, I'm just so fascinated by this. I mean, because I'm a lesbian with children, with two sons who are so straight, mm. uh, who I've never said, can you... If you're gay, can you please. suck a little yes. dick? Yeah. Can you suck a little dick? I mean, dick I've for said mom? to them, could you just try to like act like you're interested in, you know, when I ask you a question about what I'm wearing or something, you know? But they're just like how a, a lesbian, a gay parent could sort of not force this sexuality or, you know, I just want my kids to be happy. Like, I don't care right. what they are. Right. But it seemed like they were like, li- Michael. I know you have a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, yes. And- My mom and Elaine uh, sat me down when I was 13, 14, whatever right. it is. Bob, and, it's fine. And, and basically outed me. Right. Basically said, we know you're gay and it's fine. And I was I- like, what the fuck are you talking about? And But the interesting thing about it, which I realized later, having spoken to my mother about it, right. was that she was doing it almost out of a place of homophobia. She, That's because, what I was just going to say. Yeah. Because they're not even out. And they're saying, <laughs> they're saying, just want you to know, it's really, it's okay if you're gay. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have said, well, why aren't you fucking out of the closet, sister, well, mom, they, sister? She didn't want, she, her thing was, uh, and again, I subsequently right. talked about this with her. She said, first of all, we thought you were gay. And compared to the other kids 
who were, you know, running around. <laughs> those guys. It didn't surprise me right. that they thought that. Right. In of a course. Way. Um, but she was coming at it from a point of view of, I hope you're not gay because I don't want your life to be any harder than it's already going right. to be. And because the AIDS crisis was oh, in full bloom. it was so bloom. awful. It was so awful. And so yeah. she was coming at it from a place of, I'm sorry you're gay, but I'm going to love you anyway, right. even though I'm gay. I'm gay. This is my sister <laughs> of Sappho. My sister my, from, of Sappho. My sister and I just my want you to know. My sister and I. Can you come down? Michael, my sister and I need to speak to you about something. Can you come downstairs? Oh, it was so infuriating to me because if there was the only thing I knew about myself was right. that I was straight. Right. That's pretty much all I knew right. about myself right. was that I liked boobs and girls right. and... and wanted to touch them as soon as possible. Was your father, um, my father was sort of a renaissance kind of guy. Like he loved opera and he gardened. Yeah, he was, and he was he, gay. Right, so my father was gay. <laughs> my girlfriend says that all the time. Do you think your father was gay? I'm like, no, he wasn't gay. But he was one of those gentlemen, yeah. you know, that we don't see anymore. Uh, except if you're Michael Hamblin. Oh, yeah. Um, Clearly. Was your father, I mean, you had him for 12 years, but you weren't that, you know, you didn't see him that often. But what, as a male role model, was he a masculine kind of guy? No. Or? No. He, he, he was uh, very shy. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, kept to himself. Right. Was interested in nerdy stuff, mm -hmm. like computers. Like, right. he, he bought the first... It was called the TRS-80, which was the first like commercially available computer that you could buy at Radio Shack. Right. He was into like ham radio. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, he was a full on like nerdy Nerd, guy. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't know how to deal ham with ham radio's kids. not kosher. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what well, my father loved brisket radio. Good night, folks. Take oh, care. I know it's so bad. I'm gonna Go. walk out. All right, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna schlep out. I'm gonna. He <laughs> did not know how to deal with children very well. Right. He was uh, not cold, not uh, mean, not aloof exactly. Just didn't really know how to Distant. communicate. A little bit. Just didn't really know how to communicate with kids. Right. And so when I when he died, I was just getting to the age where we could kind of right. hang out and talk right. a little bit. Uh, but but was he a, a, a good male role model? It depends what you mean. Right. Um, I... It's only in later years that I really started grappling with the question of what does it mean to be a man? Right. And it's a question that I feel like the culture in general is grappling with, um, but hasn't learned how to have that conversation yet. Right. There's no there's no dialogue that, that exists in a healthy way around that question. Right. And there needs to be desperately. I totally agree. And I think on both ends of the spectrum, on the, on the you know, gay male end of the spectrum, mm. as well as the, the, you know, the Kinsey scale. I right. think on both ends of the Kinsey scale, we're at a loss here. Yeah, I'm not even talking about sexuality. sexuality. No, I know. I'm, like literally gender. And 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 because my mom and Elaine were so kind of 
were they they were wrapped up in 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 the feminist movement right uh, pretty strongly from from my earliest did memories. they shave their armpits they did okay uh they shaved each other's armpits which Ew, I thought was weird. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Michael <laughs> my you... sister and I need you to help with the uh oh, God stop, Go ahead. Stop. Sorry. I grossed myself out and then you All took right. it a step sorry. further I'm sorry. I'm sorry. which I applaud yeah thank which you which I applaud thank you um they were so wrapped up in that that they didn't realize, and I feel like culturally we didn't realize, that that movement, the women's movement, as needed as it was, and the idea of women's liberation, the idea of women being able to do anything, right, did not extend to men and maybe it couldn't because it had to define itself by right. what it was. Right. But the implication, the next step in that journey is men also can, can be do, anything right. they want. Right. And that doesn't, and obviously that doesn't mean in terms of career necessarily. No. But it does mean in terms of self-expression and how you behave and move through the world. Right. It's a conversation that never happened. Right. And it's the necessary next conversation. I think it's going to start. It's already do starting to happen. Do you think that's the reason that we That have I'm sitting s- like this? <laughs> Like a little foal that's just been born. I love born. it. I love it. Um, that do you think that's why there's so much misogyny? Is because yeah. men are so unaware of, you know, how to be real men yeah. that they're so threatened. But by even the women idea wanting, of real yeah. man, right. I think, is a very loaded term, right? Of because course. it implies the same. It's, it's like saying real American. Well, right, what right, does right. that mean? Right. You know, by definition, I think you know what that means, Michael. <laughs> born here, white. Kid Rock. Oh, my God. I can't. Don't even. He's going to win, too. You know he's going to win. Like Jesse Ventura. Of course. Yeah. Of course he's going to win. I'm going to kill myself Um, right now. The idea of being a real man. Right. uh, You know, if you got a dick and some balls. Right. You know, you were born with those things. Right. You're a real man. Uh, And then if you want to transition. Right. You can be a real man that way, too. Right. But the idea of just... Knowing, I do think that's why there's so much misogyny. Not that there wasn't before the women's right. movement, but the awareness of it and the, the the consequences of it, and part of it, I think, has to do with men's frustration about literally not understanding how to interact with the other gender. I agree. Just literally not understanding the rules of the road, not understanding what is. Uh, j- just how to have a normal conversation with a person who who has uh, nipples that get erect. Right now, um, speaking of which, could you have a sweater? <laughs> so uh, you know, I'll also need a sweater for my lap. It's <laughs> <laughs> and you looked, you looked to see. I did not. Your eyes went right to my Shut dick. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> and they just went there again. I don't again. even know what a dick looks like. <laughs> you know what's so interesting that you're talking, because you're so evolved. And I said to, because my kids are like, you know, they're boys. How whatever. old are they? One's going to be 21. One's going to be 16. Okay. And I said, and the 21 year old is just girl crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always got a girlfriend. He's like, but I said, and he has girl friend. Like he's right. a straight guy who has friends with who friends girls. who are like, he's, she, you know, she's like my best friend. You know, right. like he. So I said to one of the girlfriends, I said, "Is he different than all? Because he's in a frat, you know, and it's all like hot chicks and this and that. And she's hot, you know. He's always saying, oh, she's hot.' Um, 
She probably is hot. Right. No, but it's like, I'm like, why don't you date so-and-so? She's not hot. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, I, I said to her, is wait, there... Wait, 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 wait. Now I have to know. What is he like? Like, what's his type? Okay. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you see me. Okay. Right? He likes blonde hair, big tits, <laughs> and Jewish. Oh, interesting. Yes. That's a very small pool yes, that he's swimming in. Yes, it's a small in. pool. Um, <laughs> thank God for uh, L'Oreal number two. <laughs> so so he. I said to her, you know, is he different? Because he's so, like, some of the things that come out of his mouth, like, where the fuck did you learn that? In a you good know? way or a bad way? In the guy kind of way, right. but I could call him on it, uh-huh. you know? Um, and so I said, is he, you know, and she said, the only difference is he knows how to talk to girls. Like he knows how to have a conversation. Right. I also really think that he never thinks a woman can't do this or a woman can't be his boss or, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like people like you, that are going to change the world, but we have this fucking piece of shit. Right. In office. Yeah. Uh, and, and it would be interesting to know yeah i said piece of shit to what degree is that like take hillary out of the equation for right, a second right like let's say he was just running against a dude right a, 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 some not even hillary as a dude right just some, hillary as a dude would that would have been it but go ahead but to what degree does misogyny in sort of inbred misogyny and the kind of reactionary culture that he represents right to what degree did that inform his win taking hillary entirely right, out of right. the conversation i'd right. be curious to know and what's also interesting is the amount of white women who supported him oh my god it's mind-boggling it's i don't find mind-boggling. it mind-boggling i don't find it mind-boggling at all i find it um in, in the Troubling. same in the same way that 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 he reinforces these male stereotypes. Right. He's reinforcing saying, female stereotypes. Right. It's easy in a way. It's easy for women to be like, I get that. Right. And, and this and is my place. Yeah, there's some comfort in that. There's some right. comfort food in that. Even though, you know, the, the, the guy's slapping the shit out of you. Right. You go back to him. Because right. it's comfortable. You right. know that. Familiar. Yeah. It's familiar. It's like what I always say about like people who are like really religious, you know, who... They don't want to think. They want to. They want some book or some guy to tell them what they're supposed to say, how they're supposed to behave, what their what their opinions are. Right. That's that. That's also these. I'm a woman, you know, uh, because I, and yet you can't wear a fucking sleeveless dress. I mean, like, what the fuck? Uh, Sorry, I, I got really. I got off. No, I liked. I liked the. Uh, I liked the spittle flying out yeah, of your mouth. I get. I liked so the mad. consternation. Mm-hmm. I liked all of it. It was. A, was it a little broad shirt? It was yeah. a little broad I for just, my. I t- I'd like you to tone it down right, just sorry, a little I'm bit. Sorry. I'm just sorry. no. Wait, look, we're going to keep rolling. Okay, so you. Um, as a prof- in my mind there, I, I don't know if you understand this, I was a director on the set of our TV show, right. and I was giving you a note. It wasn't so much that we were going to keep rolling in the po- in the podcast. In my mind, I was on the set of your Showtime right. show, right. and I was saying I loved all of it. Let's okay, just, just let's let's do another do, take. Do it down. Let's just take bring it down take. like 10%. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm ready. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So you you dropped out of Tish. Uh-huh. 
Um, what'd your family say when you drop? I'm like, I can't. Like, if I dropped out of college, I think my parents. Well, would have keep been. in mind, I was an acting major. Right. So, like, what was I giving up? Right. Uh, my mom. How made long me, were you there? Two. I had started my third year. Okay. My mom promised me that I would go back. I mean, made me promise that right. I would go back, and I said absolutely. Right. Fully intending to go back. Right. No, I did not go back. Of course, I didn't go back because I realized why. Why would I need an acting degree? Nobody's going to check. Right. When exactly. I'm going to audition. And I, and they say, where'd you go to school? And I go to NYU. And then they'll say, and, and nobody has ever said. Oh, did you graduate? Exactly. <laughs> Can you check if he graduated? <laughs> We're going to need yeah. to see the diploma yeah. before we give you the chewing gum commercial. Right, right. No, it doesn't work like that. So what was your first out of school? What was the first thing that happened where you said, all right, this was the right decision to drop out? It and happened immediately. And it was because. Uh, it wasn't perf- it's not like I booked a job but what I realized having left within like a week or two was I had been miserably depressed in college and hadn't known it right. had been miserably sort of brought down by the acting program and hadn't known it why do you think that because there is and th- this is I, I think this is a a much larger story that has yet to be told by anybody which is that acting school and acting teachers do an incredible amount of psychological work that they are utterly unqualified I to do. I fucking agree 5,472%. Because So they set themselves up. And I don't, right. th- I don't think they're doing this maliciously, but they're setting themselves up as gurus. Right, and exactly. And they are incapable. They don't have the training to right. deal with what they're unleashing within their students, most of whom are young people who are incredibly impressionable and desperately want to do whatever they have to do to progress. Right, especially in the acting program. Especially in a program that is largely taught by people right. who cannot get work right. and so teach. Right. Uh, which isn't to say they're not talented, which right. isn't to say anything about their skills. Right. But these are people who haven't succeeded in, in their chosen profession and as a backup have uh, begun teaching. And of course, those people in particular are going to be the ones who need that kind of gratification right, that they like, can only get from these students. Right. It's right. a these very desperate, yes, yes, it's a very combustible yes. uh, experience. And it would not surprise me at all. And I'm not saying this happened. I'm not alleging this. Right. But it would not surprise me at all to find out about sexual abuse in these programs. Oh, please. Or anything like that. Of it, course. Because you, you, th- there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. And it's just, it's very, I think it's very dangerous. Now, what's in, what I would love to know is how, in particular, the British educate their actors. Because they seem mm. much more professional yes. and much more grounded in craft than American actors who are much more, or, 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 at least when I went to school, and I think That's it's still true. true. That's very true. And, and more confident and not a lot of bullshit. It doesn't seem like it. Right, right. Now, maybe it's just because we're seeing the best ones because they come over. Right. I don't know if there's just like a class of yeah, unemployed, you know shitty so British many, actors. Come on. How many actors do you know? Like, I studied with blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, without blah. And even on their speeches, you know, I just want to thank uh, Yeah. You know, so brave. If I hear the word brave <laughs> one more fucking time on an it's acceptance page. I know. It's my absolute favorite. Thank for you being for being so brave. So brave. So brave. Fuck you. What do you know. do? You put on a wig. Right. Shut up. And you acted like a gay person? <laughs> oh, my God. It's right. ridiculous. So brave. So brave. <laughs> um, 
I do. I that's so true that they prey on the. That's how they get. And it's like what Trump does too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I again, like I don't want to say they're praying because no, I don't think I there's know, malicious intent. But I think they're, they're taking advantage of. They're they're just putting these right. kids in a situation that is untenable. And I was in that situation and didn't know it until I left and realized and they know so much personal shit about you. Exactly. That you don't. It's like. And it's irrelevant to the right. work. It's utterly irrelevant. Right. But but American kids in particular, I don't know how it is anywhere else, but American kids are taught to expose themselves uh, and and sort of illuminate everything about themselves and get everything out about right, themselves. Right, right, And I think the idea is almost like with a soldier, right. we're going to strip you down psychologically right. and build you back up. Right. But there's no process for building you back right, up. Right, right. They know how to destroy you psychologically. Right. They don't know how to build you back so up. So how did you find out or figure out you were depressed? Uh, it was clear to me upon leaving and having this sort of emotional cloud start to lift right. that I had been in a really dark place and hadn't really known it. And what was your first job that you got after? Well, the reason I left college. Because you got a job. Ye, in a manner of speaking. Right. My friend and I got hired to be stunt turtles for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle coming out of our shell tour. So we would be promotional turtles. Oh, we would that's go. Great. We would travel ahead right. of the main company, right, and go to malls, malls, mm-hmm. Pizza Huts. Mm-hmm. They were a sponsor. Uh, TV stations do the weather. Right. Uh, radio stations in the morning would come in and in the wear, fucking turtle costume you on wear the radio. The t- uh. You wait on the radio. You wore the yes, turtle costume. That's right. That's right. To help the uh, the DJs, I guess, that with the is illusion. Fucking ridiculous! <laughs> and then, how did they fly? Did they fly you? No, did you they bus? gave us a van. They oh gave my us God. Who was a the Chevy Astro. My good friend Ben Grant. Oh wow! Uh, who has subsequently gone on right. to have a tremendous career yes. as a screenwriter, and actor, and creator of television shows. Um, they gave us a van. They gave us a Chevy Astro, right. and basically said, "Meet me in." Milwaukee in St. three days. Louis. That's yeah. a, that's a uh, that's movie. A, Mil, uh, beat me in St. Louis, Michael. Go ahead. I like when you when you say that you look to I my know, side. Go, You're not there. looking at I me know. when you say it. You're looking off to the fictitious because Michael. I'm in another room. <laughs> oh, I see. She's trying to get you. You're down yelling. To, yes. Right. You're yelling. Michael, You're yelling from the den. Lo- yes. Yes. Right. Michael, get out of your room. Meet me in St. Louis is on. <laughs> You know what my mother used to do that I that really used to make me laugh. She would look at a menu when we went to a restaurant, and she would she would point out the thing that she think she thought I would like right, right, and right. tell me, Michael, they have the chicken fingers. I don't know why both right, of us have right. my mother doing that kind of accent. Yeah. My mother did not do that at all. No, really, Michael, they have chicken fingers. <laughs> Michael, they have chicken fingers. <laughs> you know, my mother used to like if I was really upset or we got in a fight or something, she'd do this thing where she'd stand. Stand at the bottom of the stairs and be. Do you want? Uh, do you want? Some, <laughs> want me to make you some? Uh, oh. I, I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> Judith, I have some blah blah cookies. I'm like, you no, know. That sounds very Jewish. Yeah. To me. Ring the yeah. bell. Ring the goddamn bell. Ding ding ding. Let me so, assuage you with food. So you're, you're, you're feeling depression. Yeah. Uh, and acknowledging it, which is really good. And your mother, I mean, the fact that when your mother came out as lesbian. Her parents made her go through shock therapy. No, not exactly. Kind of. She didn't. You're, you're, you're. She hadn't come out. Right. The story goes. Okay. When my mother was a sophomore. See, this is why it's fake news. Right. Because but, but, they they take things. Don't they? 
don't and they? And it's like, just they tell mu- the whole fucking they story. They muddle it the way right. my mother would muddle a story. Right, right. She was a sophomore in college. She'd been babysitting where? for this couple in I- Indiana University. That's where my son goes. Fantastic. Yes. I like Bloomington. Yeah, Bloomington's great. Have you ever performed at the comedy? I have. Isn't it the best? I like I like it a lot. I gotta call him. They have chicken fingers. Michael, <laughs> I ordered you the chicken fingers. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, it's a li- the, the story is a little fuzzy because right. she herself didn't quite remember it. Right. For reasons that we'll get into. Right. What I've been able to piece together is she spent a lot of time with this couple when she was in high school. uh, And she used to babysit their kids. When she was in college, they asked her to come back. They were going to go away for a long weekend. Would she babysit the kids? My mother, I think, was homesick. My mother was unsure of herself. I think in the course of that weekend or maybe subsequently, she'd been building up in her mind that she had fallen in love with the wife of this Mm. couple I think now I'm piecing all this together it's a really good screenplay go ahead what I think happened is she spent this weekend with the kids clearly you you play the wife Uh, they came back from their weekend jaunt I think my mother sort of in a very public way confessed her love for this woman they didn't know what to do they called her parents my mom's parents right and my mom's parents took her to the hospital right where she underwent shock therapy now Uh this is all me piecing things together because my mother says said that the shock therapy wiped her memory right uh basically up until that point and so for 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 the rest of her life like she wasn't sure kind of what was real in her memory or what was sort of implanted by other people telling her what had happened about things so she doesn't remember that episode especially but it makes sense. It, right. All the all the pieces kind of come together in a way that makes sense. Wow, what a good idea to give her shock therapy. Yeah, that, because that, that, I think that's that a works solution. really well. Yeah. Uh, Usually, shock therapy is like just short term memory you lose. But I guess. And, and I did a little research. Right. Now this is all this is uh, this is all from my book. Right. And I interviewed my mom for the book. Yes, I know. I love that. Go ahead. And subsequently did research about right. this. And apparently, in some cases, you can lose. More, more of your memory. Wow! And th- there was a there was a quote that I found that really stuck with me. A a nurse who herself had shock therapy, and she described it as, and I'm quoting, a rape of the soul. Wow! And I thought, oh, that's brutal. That's really brutal. Don't you want to kill her parents? Um, or you understand their? I think from their point of view, in the early 1960s. Yeah. Their daughter comes home from college, right. has this episode, right? And this was the treatment, right? Um, I think it was just a different time, time and, yeah. a, and and they didn't know how to deal with it, right? Wow. But my mom was furious at her parents for for years right. as, as a result, you know, because of course she was, of course. So she quit. She dropped out of college as well. She ended up leaving college, yeah, right. And yeah. she became a store owner. She, a merch, yeah, in she was Old a merch, Bridge. Yes. <laughs> Old, Old Bridge, Bridge, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I know that area, Ugh. Michael. I know that Ugh. area. So, okay. So, you start your frog. Yeah. Turtle. Turtle, whatever the fucking, you know, an, an, an amphibian. amphibian. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, now let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. Am I being delightful enough? Because I oh my god, I fucking love you. I don't. I don't know. I you get on a comedy podcast I, you know and you feel a pressure to be funny. I don't want to be funny. You said it at the start of the thing. You said it's oh, a comedy podcast. I meant, cause, only because we were talking about our dead parents, right? Which is comedy co- tragedy. Comedy comes from tragedy plus time. She, she just died, Judy. Sorry. She just sorry. died. I my I have a yardside candle burning in my house because my father died. Uh, it was his yardside yesterday, last night. I don't know what a yardside is. You can it's unring the, the bell. Anniver- you can yard unring yard the yard bell. Yard it's the anniversary of the death, and you light a memorial candle. That lasts I thought for that. Had, I hours. thought that had a different name. Kaddish but, yeah. is when you. That's the prayer. I thought, but the oh, date is your site. So my father died twenty-seven years ago oh. when I was twenty-seven. So now I begin the period of time where I've had my father, oh. the less than my right. yeah half of all right. Anyway, whatever. My aunt Roz, great aunt, co- uh, grand cousin Ron, had a uh, a York site, the cutest little dog. Oh, and just, they are oh, they're so adorable. cute. Adorable. They, are, you know, and they're very friendly. The yard sites, and they love to sleep. They, That's oh, what I love. They're very quiet. Yeah, slept forever. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like forever. You don't have to walk the yard site dog either. No, no. And they don't pee or shit. That's no. what I love about them. No, it's almost like they're not there. This has been one of my favorite episodes Aww. of Kill Me Now. Um, thank you so much, my Michael pleasure. Ian Black. And as we always say, so long. Uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.